Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. It's the Wall Builder Show, where we're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach and a former Texas legislator. Thrilled to be here with David and Tim Barton, uh, two great historians. Uh, David's America's premier historian, uh, just uh, a wealth of information and, and, and an entire library of material that he's put out over the years to help educate, equip, and inspire us. I know I use it on a regular basis, and so many people across the nation have been blessed to be educated by David. Tim Barton, of course, uh, national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders. And uh, if you haven't had Tim in to speak, you should book Tim in to speak. And you can learn more about all three of us at our website, wallbuilders.com and wallbuilderslive.com. This Wall Builder show is, uh, is, is a way to get truth out there into the marketplace, to equip people, to inspire them. And we thank you for supporting it. If you haven't donated lately, we encourage you to do that. Go to wallbuilders.com or wallbuilderslive.com. Dot com Make that one-time or monthly contribution. That puts fuel in the tank, allows us to add stations, allows us to train more pastors, teachers, uh, students, I mean, you know, all, all people that run for office, legislators, all of these different folks. When you donate, it'll, it allows that to happen. It's basically your way of coming alongside us, locking shields with us, and investing in freedom for future generations. All right, David and Tim, special program today. I'm embarrassed to say this comes out of Texas, and it's a professor in Texas being fired uh, for simply teaching biology. I hate to giggle, but, I mean, it's just unbelievable how silly the left has gone. And uh, so we're going to have Dr. Varkey with us and his attorney from uh, from First Liberty. Of course, we love uh, Kelly Shackelford and the folks over at First Liberty. But I just want to test you guys real quick. Um, how long do you think it's been that we've been teaching that there's male and female. I mean, that that's that's probably a new concept, right? Like we 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 just now have, are starting to teach the idea that there's only two genders, male and female. Or do you think that's been around a little while? I'm going to say probably in the 5,800 recorded years of human existence, <laughs> uh, it started off in the beginning. God made them male and female. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty much you know just the last decade or two, or last year or two with the new alphabet soup uh, transgender movement. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, really crazy. The arguments and debates we are having today uh, when, when people suggesting that to say what has been universally known for thousands of years is now hateful and racist and you're bigoted and all these all these uh, whatever kind of negative terms they want to associate with anybody that holds these positions. It's crazy that we are now at that place. But, uh, you know, Dad, you talked about uh, something one, one of the verses you've used in your presentations uh, over the last year or so is when, when people reject truth, it, it kind of a, there's a foundational shift that happens in somebody's life when they determine that they are going to reject truth because part of what happens with rejecting of truth is there's a, a, a void. There's something that needs to be filled, and there's a lot of things you can fill it with, but there's also a consequence that even the Bible clarifies will happen to people that openly and intentionally reject truth, the consequence they endure in their own lives. Yeah, Tim, that sequence is found in 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. It says, because they did not love the truth, they weren't willing to embrace the truth. It said, God sent them a delusion and they believed a lie and they were damned or that is cursed or judged as a result. So it's a real simple sequence. If you don't love the truth, a delusion is going to enter. You will believe what's not true, and you will suffer stupid consequences as a result. And that's what we're seeing today for sure. 
All right, guys, quick break. We'll be right back with Dr. Varkey and his attorney, Kayla Tony from First Liberty. Stay with us. You're listening to Wallbuilders. This is Tim Barton from Wallbuilders with another moment from American history. The year after the American War for Independence ended, we began addressing the issue of Muslim terrorists in North Africa who were attacking American ships and killing and enslaving American seamen. Congress dispatched John Adams and Thomas Jefferson to negotiate peace, and when they asked the Muslim ambassador the reason for the unprovoked attacks, he told them that it was written in their Koran, that it was their right and duty to make war upon them whenever they could be found. 16 years of negotiations failed, and in 1801, America sent its military to crush the terrorists. When that war ended in 1805, the first American edition of the Quran was published, urging Americans to read the Quran to see for themselves that its teachings were incompatible with the safety and peace of non-Muslims. To see the first American Quran and to get more information about America's first war on Islamic terror, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back to Wallbuilders. Thanks for staying with us today. Very interesting story coming out of San Antonio. Texas, and once again, First Liberty Institute is on the front lines and defending our our rights there, and we're thrilled uh, to have them with us today. Kayla Tony is with us from First Liberty. Kayla, thanks for coming on. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you've brought your client with you as well, Dr. Johnson Varke, from uh, uh, professor there at uh, at San Antonio, fired for simply teaching biology. I guess uh, I guess this is the the new way of things in our our universities these days, but uh, but wanted to know, you know, what's the status of the case? Wanted to get Dr. Varkey to tell us the story of what happened. Uh, I'm sure he just deviated completely from all of biology by saying that there's, you know, male and female chromosomes, but uh, we'll get the story. So you guys, tell us what happened. Uh, thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk what happened. Uh, it happened in November, to the end of November last year, while I was teaching a uh, human reproductive system, four of my students just walked out. So I didn't know what the repercussion or anything coming. But uh, in January, I got a letter from uh, the vice president of academic affairs that uh, they are doing an ethic violation investigation on me. So I responded to his email and asked him, what are the complaints? And, uh, you know, I didn't know who complained and what was the complaint. And I said, uh, anything that that needs to be investigated. So he said the human resources are in charge and uh, they are the one dealing with this issue. But I didn't get any call or any information from uh, any response from the human resources. But two uh, weeks later, I got another email from the same person, the vice president of academic affairs, that uh, I am terminated. My jo- uh, employment is terminated because I, there was complaints that I did religious preaching in class, which wow. I never did. And uh, the thing that from the very nature of his letter, I assume that it is the human reproductive system that they are talking about. In that class, I mentioned that uh, the chromosomes, we have 23 pairs of chromosome, and the 23rd pair is the one that determines our sex. So if that, those chromosomes are X and X, 
that person would be a female, and if it's X and Y, that person would be a male. And our thinking doesn't change that uh, that that X or X or X Y. Then the second thing I mentioned was, you know, to perpetuate human species for the continuation of our human species, the sex has to be between uh, male and female, not between two men or two. And then the third thing I mentioned was, you know, when a sperm which has 23 chromosomes uh, joins with an egg which also has 23 chromosomes, we have a zygote. That's the first shell, uh, sorry, cell that divides, and eventually it becomes a human being. So, you know, the conception. That's what the textbook says. You know, uh, when a sperm joins with egg. That is the time conception. So I said that's the time when the life of a person begins, not at birth. So when I mentioned all those three, three things, the four students just walked out, and I presume assumed that this that was the uh, reason for the termination. But the VP or the school they haven't given till now the reason for my termination. So let me get this right. It, it's religious teaching now, according to them, to simply state biological facts that you've been teaching for 20 years, uh, and that's never been claimed before. That is correct. That is correct. They, they complain that it was religious preaching. I never did, or I never mentioned anything religious in class. And, and, and just to be clear, because I, I didn't mention that at the opening, I mean, when I say 20 years, you've, you've literally been teaching since 2004, but these biological facts are not new. <laughs> That's not just in the last twenty years. That's all of human yeah. history. We've we've taught this this type of thing. So I, I I gotta. I mean, how do your colleagues respond? I guess that's my first question. Other professors that have to know how absurd this is. Are they rallying to 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 defend you, or are they are they afraid that they're going to get fired too? Yeah, that's what I suspect. That's what because uh, from a brief conversation between me and some of the faculty members, you know, they are kind of afraid to come forward. Wow, wow, Kayla, I got to ask you. I mean, and and we'll get into the legal aspects here in a second, but just from a a chilling of of speech of of you know the the whole tyrannical idea that people would now cower and be quiet. Because they're afraid of getting fired. I mean, that's why it's so important to defend someone like this and for you guys to step into the gap here. Yes, we absolutely agree. The First Amendment protects the speech of faculty members like Dr. Barkey um, to teach in accordance with their study, their research, their experience, and also with their religious belief. Now, the college is the one who made this about religion. Dr. Barkey, as you know, is just teaching the basic facts of science. But by accusing him of religious preaching and then by, you know, refusing to let him meet with the students or see the complaints they made or have any sort of cooperation or due process, the college is really silencing the speech of not just Dr. Varghi, but, you know, many other professors um, that are, yeah, afraid to um, to share their actual views um, or to teach in class. And you know, academic freedom actually benefits the student most of all right. um, because students need to be exposed to ideas that might be different from their own. That's part of the point of higher education is, you know, to encounter different ideas with respect 
and um, be able to have conversations about them. So by shutting that down, um, the college is really doing its own students a disservice as well. Well, I, I missed that that point. So that he's not allowed to see the complaints or confront, uh, if you will, his accuser, if we could say it that way, um, and not even know really the specifics of why he's being fired. That's right. That's right. All we know is this accusation of religious preaching and that, you know, really shows the hostility that, you know, it's a stereotype that just because he's a pastor um, on the weekends, you know, students assume that he must be preaching in class and the college has, um, you know, gone that route. So we do think that the fact that Dr. Barkey is a pastor, um, in addition to his role as a, a biologist and a professor, we think that has a lot to do with the hostility that he has experienced. Let let me ask you about the legal aspect here. So is the strongest case the religious liberty part of it or free speech? I mean, where where, where are you guys going with it at this point? There's not a lawsuit yet, right? Right now you're just um, trying to get them to do the right thing, or is there an actual lawsuit already filed? Great question. Yeah, so we sent a demand letter to the college on June 20th, and then on July 24, we filed a charge of discrimination with the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission, which is the federal agency that handles discrimination complaints. And so they're currently investigating the case and then they will um, respond to us within six months and um, issue what's called a right to sue letter. And at that point, we can pursue litigation in federal court against the college. And um, as of right now, that's our plan. We have multiple claims. So Title VII is the federal law that protects employees um, from all kinds of discrimination, including religious discrimination. Um, so the college violated that when it fired Dr. Varkey because of his um, religion. And then um, the First Amendment, as you know, protects freedom of speech, and that includes academic freedom for professors in the classroom. Um, and it also protects free expression of religion, and it prohibits hostility toward religion. Um, and so we're, um, yep, yeah, able to argue under both of those, um, yeah. you know, elements of the First Amendment that the college is really in the wrong here. And you guys have had at First Liberty great success, uh, Chief, Chief, uh, the fire chief, uh, a lot of others that that you guys have represented and and uh, and been able to you know defend their their constitutional rights, of course. And and uh, just for our our listeners, of course, I maintain my position that the EEOC is completely unconstitutional, and the federal government should have nothing to do with any of these things. But while it's out there, and while those tools are available, I completely support uh, using those tools and going after. Uh, this, uh, the, you know, St. Philip's College uh, using uh, EEOC while it's there. So hats off to First Liberty for this case and Dr. Varkey for standing, for, for being willing to, to fight back and not just, you know, slink away like a lot of people do uh, that don't want to take this on. Because I, I would I would think you've already thought about this and, and you know, you and Kayla have probably already talked about this, but this is not just for you. This is for every professor out there to just be able to teach science or to not be fired because of what, you know, their side job or their side passion and certainly in this case your religion on the side you're doing this for more than just you this is this is for academic expression in general yeah that's right <laughs> that's right I, I I hope that we can help and uh, and that our listeners can help and and Kayla of course uh, encouraging them to go to the website follow the case spread the news donate to first Liberty so you guys can continue to to represent clients like this what 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 else could we do to, to help and getting the word out there Yes, well, you can certainly go to our website at firstliberty.org, um, where you can learn more about Dr. Varkey's case. There's a great interview that he does, um, you know, kind of explaining the case in his own words that's actually gone viral on YouTube. So that's been a lot of fun for us just to see the international support that's gathering for him. 
Um, and then certainly check out our other cases as well. You know, these workplace issues are really where we're seeing a lot of threats to religious liberty right now, um, especially relating to education. And so, you know, we have a, a portal on our website where you can request legal help. So if you have any religious liberty issues yourself or would just like a free consultation with one of us, you know, we're able to represent our clients free of charge, um, clients of all faiths, which is, you know, a great privilege. So please feel free to um, think of us, reach out to us, um, you know, if you would like to discuss these similar issues. And yeah, I just agree. It's so inspiring to see Dr. Barkey's um, courage and his willingness to stand up and, and protect the rights, um, not just his own rights, but really the rights of all, all religious Americans who want to be able to um, live and work freely without fear of retribution. Amen. Amen. Dr. Varkey, one last question. I'm I'm no biologist. I'm no scientist. I didn't even stay at a Holiday and Express last night, so I, you know, I can't have a professional opinion on this. But you d- you've been teaching this for 20 years, 1,500 students since 2004. Did the science just change? Did, did, you know, is that what happened here? The science just changed on us, and and you just haven't come along with it. The science doesn't change, and it's the same, especially human anatomy and physiology. That that's what I've been teaching. It has been there. I mean, if you look back and uh, trace back, we have hundreds of years of, uh, you know, material uh, online or even textbook. Science, it's the same thing. It's a basic biology that I taught that uh, has been, you know, there available to us for the last many hundreds of years. Amen. Amen. Uh, I, actually, I said that was the last question, but final question, what do you want to see happen here? Uh, get your job back, be able to to teach, prevent them from doing, I mean, what what is kind of the remedy that you're looking for here? Yeah, that's what we are looking for. I want my job back, and that's what Kyla had uh, thank God for First Liberty and that uh, they are fighting for, get to my job back. Again, as uh, Kyla said, that, of course, they need to acknowledge that they broke the state law and the federal law, and uh, they broke my First Amendment right to, to speak. Yeah, yeah. I, I, actually, oh, I'm keeping you longer than I said I would. You mentioned state law, and I meant to ask you that, Kayla. What, you know, as I said, I you know, think the Fed shouldn't be involved in this, but I do think there should absolutely be protections. Do we have anything in Texas to protect against this? I mean, is it is yes. the so yeah, Texas wh- has Texas has its own civil rights law that prohibits employment discrimination, very similar to Title Seven. And then Texas also has its own RIFRA, which stands for Religious Freedom Restoration Act. And that's a very powerful law um, that essentially says when someone um, when someone's religion is substantially burdened by a government action, the government has to meet the very hardest test in constitutional law, which is called strict scrutiny. Um, so essentially, the government has to have a very, very compelling reason in order to violate someone's religious rights. And here, you know, that's certainly not the case. Um, so we, yes, we do plan to argue under the Texas RIFRA um, that Dr. Varkey, um, yeah, that his rights were violated. And um, that's a very powerful protection that's available to Texans. And there's also a federal version of RIFRA that's, that's also very powerful. Um, but since this is, um, you know, a state, uh, a state-sponsored college, that's why we're able to use the state law. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'm embarrassed as a Texan that this would happen in Texas. We fund these colleges with our our tax dollars and and uh thankfully you guys are going to hold them uh hold their feet to the fire and make them do the right thing here so god bless you for standing and uh, we look forward to getting an update from you and uh, get both of you back soon when it's uh when it's resolved appreciate y'all coming on today thank you so much thank you thank you very much stay with us folks we'll be right back with david and tim barton 
Hey guys, we want to let you know about a new resource we have at Wall Builders called The American Story. For so many years, people have asked us to do a history book to help tell more of the story that's just not known or not told today. And we would say very providentially in the midst of all of the new attacks coming out against America, whether it be from things like the 1619 Project that say America is evil and everything in America was built off slavery, which is certainly not true, or things like even the Black Lives Matter movement, the organization itself, not, not the statement Black Lives Matter, but the organization that says we're against everything that America was built on and this is part of the Marxist ideology. There's so many things attacking America. Well, is America worth defending? What is the true story of America? We actually have written and told that story. Starting with Christopher Columbus, going roughly through Abraham Lincoln, we tell the story of America not as the story of a perfect nation or a perfect people, but the story of how God used these imperfect people and did great things through this nation. It's a story you want to check out. Wallbuilders.com, The American Story. We're back here on Wallbuilders. Thanks for staying with us, David and Tim. Uh, I, you know, I think that they're gonna they're gonna win this. I can't imagine this school not backing down, and then it also being a good uh, you know ripple effect uh, to other schools across the country. But I just I'm shocked that uh, he had 20 years of experience. This wasn't like some guy that just started as a professor. It wasn't like me going onto a campus first time teaching, saying I mean this guy had a great record, never had other complaints. This is what we call in the legal world good facts, right? This is the kind of case you want. Well, it is, it's crazy what happened. Uh, the fact they're not even telling him what the charge and accusation is. You're going to fire someone and not tell them what it is and then tell them there's complaints but not show them what the complaint was. So they're not giving him a chance to correct his, his in their mind, his error, his bad behavior. But, but also one of the things that, you know, in my mind, I want to clarify from even something we said at the beginning, they said in the interview, is college should be a place that you come and you discuss ideas and ideas should be open. And, and as I was hearing that, I thought, well, again, kind of going back to the first part of the conversation, it's it's okay to hear different ideas when you have a foundation of what truth is. But when there is no foundation, when there is no center for truth, then tossing out ideas when there is no metric, when there is no measuring system, that actually can be a dangerous thing. And, and, and actually, it can make sense. Why would someone be so offended that you're going to challenge their belief system. Well, when there is no truth, when there are no absolutes, when there is no no fixed morals and there are no rights and wrongs, it becomes a very slippery slope. And so even this idea of kids going to college, which as we've pointed out many times, we're not a fan in many regards of kids going to college anymore. We, we don't really encourage and endorse that anymore until they pray about it and feel where God's leading them. And once they know what God wants them to do, well, if they need a degree for that, by all means, go get a degree. I'm not anti-college. But I am anti going to college to figure out what they're going to do. And when they don't need a degree for what God's called them to do, it's not worth going into the danger zone of that ideology. Now, with that being said, when you have someone who is so well established that he is just teaching the basic reality of biology, as he said, for hundreds of years, this science has been known and understood. This is basic biology. And if you get offended by basic biology, it's because you have problems not because this professor had problems. You know, it's interesting that that irrefutable scientific evidence of XY chromosomes is now an ethics issue. It's not a science issue. It's an ethics issue. And so suddenly science, the, the irrefutable, it's like gravity becoming an ethics issue. It's like lunar orbits becoming an ethics. It's not. It's a science issue, and it's established. And it's really crazy because I think he made the point really clear. This is this is not about 
what he did necessarily. It is, but it's about all of those who hold the same view he holds. This is a, a shot fired across the bow that, that says, hey, you, you guys that hold this view, this is putting you all on notice. Shut up, zip up, say nothing about this because we'll come after you. And, and, and you know, the process she described, Rick, the way this thing works is with it happening at this level, she talked about getting permission to sue. They have to get permission from the government to sue the school. And so the process is you have to file a complaint with the EEOC. And the EEOC will look into it and give you permission to sue. And I guess that's a way they kind of limit frivolous lawsuits. It seems like a crazy, strange way to go. But they've got to get permission to sue. But I, they're going to get that. That's not going to be a problem at all. First Liberty does this all the time. And, and it's going to be something that will result in, in a real change here. And so for them to target him over something that is purely scientific and make it ethical and then make it something for all the other professors, that's just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, but this, as Tim said, this is where education is right now. And unless you have to have a specific skill set, if you're just looking for a career, this is not the place to go because the craziness is too extreme and too often and too frequent right now. Fortunately, First Liberty and those guys are helping beat it back. But until administrators get the message on this, this is a crazy place to send people if, if they don't have gr their roots grounded. It's comforting, honestly, to know that we've got a lot of these legal beagles, a lot of these legal warriors that, uh, that, that share our values, that have good biblical perspective and constitutional perspective, which is, of course, what we're looking for. And, and we always encourage people to donate to them, you know, go to their website, get on their email, get plugged into what they're doing. Because uh, even though you may not be in one of those particular battles yourself right now, uh, you want to support these organizations because you want them to be fighting these battles. They still affect you. All of these uh, types of cases are something that, um, you know, they're, they're no longer just for that person in the case. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing how much we've allowed this, this creeping of, of, of government control and over, over, um, uh, outside of their jurisdiction and, 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 and literally running people's lives and, and, uh, and costing them their jobs. And so it affects all of us. And, and these organizations are great at fighting these battles and uh, get on the email list to make that donation. And uh, also do the same thing for wall builders. Be sure and visit wallbuilders.com today and make sure you're on our email list and making those donations. It's uh, it's a way to help us amplify this voice and get this truth out there. Thanks so much for listening to the wall builder show. Stand on divide.